Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. I'm Chandler, and I'm joined by my co-host, Clint, and uh, we're here to preview the 2019 Auburn baseball season. How are you doing today, Clint? I'm good, Chandler. Baseball season's almost around the corner, and I'm excited. My season tickets finally came in the mail recently, and I am so ready for a full day at the ballpark again. Yeah, just a really quick, is there a better deal than the $195 for, it's like 32 home games? I mean, what a deal. Um, if you haven't gotten your season tickets yet, I think Auburn's almost out, but um, you should go grab them today. But uh, let's uh, review the 2018 season real quick um, and just talk about how it went. And, I mean, I thought – I don't know about you, but I, it surpassed my expectations. I mean, last year was such a fun season to start the year 15 and 0 and eventually at 19 and 1. Uh, just, just the way the season went, Casey hitting uh, a no hitter earlier in the year to regional play and making the first super regional in team history and being so close to making it back to Oklahoma City or to um Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> Being so close to getting back to Omaha. Um I mean, I don't think anybody really expected the success that Auburn had. Maybe the guys in the clubhouse and coach uh, Thompson, but that was such a fun season and it it's going to be hard to really look back at that year and pick one or two games that were just tops to attend because I think the whole season was so much fun yeah I I 100% agree with that statement um I will say I think the best moment um for myself was the, the the regional win um seeing those guys bust out of that dugout um for that goal they have been working for all season um and for that to come true and just, I mean, we didn't just win the regional. We dominated the regional. Um, Absolutely. And I just thought that was just, that was by far the best moment for myself, um, getting to see that up there in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, as we beat the home team in NC State. And um, that was just a, a great, great moment. But um, I'm ready to get on to 2019. I don't know about you, but I am. I am too. I think that. Auburn has a lot to to live up to. The bar was really set high last year, and 
it's it's going to be interesting to see if Auburn can can reach it again. I I have my doubts, but maybe you can you can pump me up a little bit more. Yeah, I'm. I mean, in the preseason practices I've seen, I'm uh I'm highly encouraged. But let's preview the uh, the non conference play real quick. Um, we start out with fir- the first five games are at home versus we got a weekend series versus Georgia Southern Friday Saturday Sunday. And then we have a Tuesday, Wednesday series versus Alabama A&M um, coming down from uh, Huntsville. So I think, I mean, I hope to be 5-0 and after those five games. Um, I think Georgia Southern, they have, they have a good baseball team. Um, they'll be a good test, a good early season test. Um, but I think uh, being an SEC team, being um, what – I think we are. I think we have the ability to sweep them. Um, so I, I think you're. I think you're right about that. Georgia Southern is not the easiest team to start out with, but they still should be three wins for Auburn. Alabama A and M is rarely testing Auburn, but this is an odd one being so early in the season. It's usually a little bit later, and weird things weather wise happen when A&M is scheduled to come to Auburn. So if you live in the Huntsville area or even just north of Birmingham, you might want to go ahead and and pencil in snow that February 19th and 20th because it probably will happen. Yep, 100%. Um, And I saw all the the high school baseball teams got started today. And, you know, it's not baseball season without snow. I mean, (laughs) it's just – it's weird. I don't know how that works, but – um, for some reason, the first few weeks of baseball season are always frigid cold. So um, I'm fully expecting that uh, that weekend series and those two games to be uh, quite chilly. But um, hopefully we change that up with the next three games versus UCF in the first non-conference away series Auburn has faced um, in the Butch Thompson era. Um, so that's pretty incredible that I think that Butch is willing to go down there to UCF and um, play them in a series. That's a that's a crazy stat that I didn't even realize until you sent me over our our show notes earlier today. And I'm the best. And, by the way, I'm the best <laughs> note man in the business. So. Well, well, to your credit, I spent a good 15 seconds racking my head on on who all we have played out of conference on the road. To prove you wrong, and it didn't happen. So, so kudos to you. Um, I'll tell you, fifty-seven percent of the time, I'm right every time. <laughs> okay, okay, Ricky Bobby. Um, no, Central Florida is going to be a great series. Um, you're going to hopefully get out of that cold Alabama weather. Just probably escaping the snow that'll hit the state and shut everything down. Um, I, for one, am pretty excited to go face our football champion brethren on the baseball diamond. So I think you and I were talking the other day about probably making that trip. So I'm not I'm not a big fan of Orlando, but if we can stay around campus, I'll be pretty happy. That sounds like a plan to me. But um, that's a uh, let's move on. Uh, the rest of the non-con series are Cincinnati and UTSA. Cincinnati um, is interesting just because they're a uh, there will be it'll be a power five team and 
um, backup center fielder last year for the Auburn Tigers, Jeremy Johnson, um, has transferred um, up to Cincinnati now and is playing for the uh, playing for the Bearcats up there. So that'll be fun to uh, see Jeremy again. Yeah, it's always good to to welcome these guys back. And Jeremy did it the right way. He sat on the bench and and didn't really complain too much and got his degree and was able to grad transfer out of Auburn. And hopefully he gets some good playing time. I, I Jeremy has always been one of the good guys on the team, and I think you can attest to that personally. And yeah. and I I'm we're all pulling for you, Jeremy. But if you're anywhere near third base, just just know. Be ready. It's all in good fun. <laughs> well, sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. It is all the time. But be ready, Jeremy. Um, so moving out of non-con play, uh, let's talk about the the SEC play, the, the meat of the schedule. Um, we we face our home series are against Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Georgia. Um, and then the road series are LSU, Vandy, Texas A&M, South Carolina, and Mississippi State. So um, the first thing that pops out to me is uh, Alabama and Georgia at home. Uh, I think that's going to be two widely or uh, heavily attended baseball series. I would agree to that. And the first thing that I really thought of when I looked at these home and away split series was I think Auburn got a really good pull out of this. But the more I think about it, I don't know if there is such a thing in this league this year. The SEC, from football to basketball to baseball and just about every other sport right now, is so good top to bottom. Tennessee could very well be a really good team this year. Arkansas probably will be. Ole Miss probably will be. Alabama and Georgia, it's a toss-up. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Um, it does suck that Auburn has to travel to Baton Rouge for LSU, Nashville, College Station, and Starkville. Those are going to be some really tough road trips. And throw in South Carolina at that, too. That's that's a really rough set of road trips that Auburn is going to be lucky to come away with a, a pretty good record. And, and hopefully they do if, if everything uh, goes Auburn's way like like it did last year yeah um just looking really quickly back to last season I want everybody not to not to freak out um or I don't want to say freak out but be intimidated by the schedule because Auburn went 15 and 15 in conference last season they went 500 but let me tell you 500 in the SEC is is good um there's no ifs ands or buts about it that is good and that should 100 percent get you a regional um so i want to make that point clear um i think even 14 wins would get us a regional but um i want to i would like to i think a good goal and i don't want to get into this too early but a good goal for this season is to host a regional um, I don't know what you think, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this year is going to be a really tough fight <clears throat> across the country, especially in the SEC, 
to get those regional hosts. Last year was a really tight race towards the end. I mean, and like you said, Auburn was 15 and 15 in conference, and that was still a day one game in the SEC tournament in Hoover. Like to to make it out practically unscathed in this league, and you're still on day one. And I think Auburn was still a game or two away from making it to to day two and taking that first day by basically. So, I mean, I, I like I like what you said. Don't don't really expect don't don't hit that panic button too early, especially once we hit conference play because the SEC is really tough. But I think Auburn is also really tough and can compete throughout this season. Yeah. Um. Let's uh let's move on to and let's talk about the team. Um. This is the re- the reason that we do this show is to talk about the players. Um and give them the credit that they well deserve and not only the players, but also the coaching staff, but the student athletes are the reason um, that we enjoy doing this. And um, I think we should, uh, I've got a couple talking points down at the bottom there, but first I think we should start out with talking about the most obvious, um, the players departing and, obviously Casey Mize um huge loss but I think the the loss in this matter I think could actually become a win because I don't know about you but well I do know about you you don't follow recruiting at all you hate recruiting what's that but do you know how how much the a number one draft pick can impact your recruiting um and i mean we've already seen it uh butch is um he brought in a top i want to say a top 15 or top 10 class uh this past season um and casey mize that his number one draft pick um just really can help us but um along with casey mize we also lost a bunch of other key players uh you want to hit on that clint yeah i think casey obviously is going to top that list and it's going to be really hard to find a replacement for him but also brett wright brendan venter jay estes luke jarvis josh anthony calvin coker andrew mitchell and dylan ingram that's that's a big list of guys to lose and they were all impact players last year and i think i think it's going to be really difficult to replace all of them but i do have faith in Coach Thompson and the staff that they're going to put the best team out there and that the recruiting, especially like you said, with the number one draft pick overall in the entire country is just only going to help uh, ultimately a little small program like Auburn baseball. I mean, Auburn baseball has great names, but it's not the biggest and best program in the country. But I think this direction keeps going. We might get there one day, but you know, you look at, you look at the current roster, and this just kind of stuck out to me. Auburn only has two seniors, and that's a redshirt senior in Brett Olson and a true senior in Blake Shalechi. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to say that last name. But, I mean, wow. if, if Auburn can can perform this year, you're really reloading come next year. I I did not realize that at all, but – Exactly. <laughs> that's that's why I pay you the big bucks. And you don't pay me a dime. 
and I, Aaron, I deserve a lot more dealing with you. But um, yes, I. It's amazing that we only have two seniors. So, like you said, Clint, I think the future of this Auburn baseball program is extremely bright um, with only two seniors um, on the roster, and we have at least three or four key players uh, being sophomores are going to have to return for another year. So it's very encouraging. And the the recruiting class coming in, I, I've seen a lot of um, bright spots in it. So I think Auburn baseball is definitely on the rise. But first, I think we should talk about the pitching rotation this year. I think an, a pretty obvious um, number one guy is going to be Tanner Burns. Um, Tanner being just a sophomore is going to have to step up to the plate. And I think he's definitely clearly embracing that role as he has taken over the number 32, which um, I think most Auburn baseball fans quickly realize that was Casey Mize's number last year. So Tanner is clearly not shying away from it. <laughs> no, and it's it's a really bold move by Tanner. Not only did he come in as a freshman wearing Keegan Thompson's number seven, who at the time we all thought was the best pitcher that we've seen in Auburn in many years, but then to to play next to and underneath the number one pick in the country, Casey Mize, and to say, I mean, I don't know if he's challenging himself or wants to just go ahead and put himself on that pedestal, but he's taking it all bull by the horns and sporting number 32 that's this upcoming season. And I honestly, I have a lot of gut feeling that says he's really going to make it pay off. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, moving on from Tanner, I expect um, – I'm thinking our Saturday guy is going to be a guy that started um, – kind of had a rough start of the year, but, buddy, did he end on a, on a high note. Um, and I'm talking about, of course, Davis Daniel. Um, was a 13th-round draft pick, turned down the money, turned down the, the, the uh, bright lights, uh, to come back to Auburn for um, another year. And I think that says something about his character, his family's character, and just uh, how much Davis loves Auburn University. I agree. And I think we both talked about this before, that we were kind of surprised that Davis did go so high. I mean, there's, what, a million rounds in the MLB draft, and I don't think that's an over-exaggeration by much. Um, Forty. 40 a, mil, 40 a million, same thing. Close enough. <laughs> but I think Davis is a really talented kid, and we saw a lot out of him last year. And coming out of the bullpen, I think, was just the perfect thing that he needed. We finally saw some emotion out of number 13, and I think it just really helped his game. And I mean, Butch Thompson and this coaching staff, these guys are, are pitching whispers and – they're going to they're going to put these guys in the best position for themselves and for the team. And I think personally it was kind of a a vote of confidence on the team, the coaching staff, 
and himself for Davis to come back and stay another year, possibly get his degree in that time and say, uh, again, just like Tanner, he's going to put a challenge on himself and he's going to improve on last year's performance and last year's draft selection. Yes. Um, I 100% agree. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's been encouraging. Um, I actually sat by Mr. Rusty uh, Davis's dad at practice yesterday. Um, it's encouraging uh, because Davis has not, he, he's exactly where we left off in 2018. He's still um, throwing in the, in the mid to high nineties. Um, his all speed stuff is looking good. And I am highly encouraged by what we saw at the end of the year last year from Davis. But let's move on to – it's still, in my opinion, a huge question mark um, on this year's team, the, the Sunday starter. Um, who will be the Sunday guy? And last year we had multiple different guys that went on Sunday. Um, Andrew Mitchell got some starts. Davis Daniel got some starts. I think Elliot Anderson may have gotten one or two, but it, we just saw a bunch of different guys on Sunday last year. I don't know if you know much about the incoming class this year. Nope. <laughs> one of the the Sunday guy is going to be one of two men. Um, I think it's either going to be Garrett Wade or, in my opinion, the more likely option, Richard Fitz. Um, Richard Fitz is a kid that's uh, coming out of Helena High School huge name um, on the recruiting surface and he's come in and taken the bull by the horns and I really think um, that we're going to possibly see him on Sunday I think that's still a huge question mark and I think we can we can talk about uh, more about that um, as we start the first series of the season um, and we'll know way more uh, closer to time yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that just like the past couple of years, and, and probably more so this season, that Auburn's success on the diamond is going to be correlated to the Sunday starter. As the Sunday starter goes, so does Auburn. And I think last year was kind of an anomaly in that, that Auburn was able to hide those imperfections in the rotation and kind of pitch Sundays by committee. Thankfully, Casey didn't really have the injuries that he had had the year before. We didn't have to fight around Keegan being injured. So, you know, I think you definitely have Tanner as number one. Davis as number two. You could probably see Cody Greenhill come into a start if needed. But I, I would be very interested to see how some of these newcomers and true freshmen play. You know, especially, I mean, Tanner is a true sophomore and a true freshman season. He played as well as just about anybody else. And he was just about on par with Casey Mice for much of the year. And I, I think that those kind of teaching moments for these new guys to play under such talent. And, and we all know that Casey isn't going away from Auburn anytime soon, but I think those are just really good ways to keep building a pitching staff. And I think that that's really going to pay dividends going forward. Yes. 100%. But let's move on, talk about the bullpen a little bit. And I really, I'm, I really, that's probably the biggest question mark on the team this year um, is going to be the bullpen. And who's going to step up? Of course, um, 
we have Cody Greenhill. Um, he was one of the best in the entire country last year. Um, uh, like Tanner Burns is going to be a sophomore, but besides Cody, who else um, does Auburn have? Because I mean, Cody's not going to be able to go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for three or four innings. We've got to have two or three other guys step up as well. So um, I'm really hoping that, in my opinion, I'm really hoping Elliot Anderson takes a huge step forward this year. I'd like to see that too. And, you know, I think Jack Owen has a lot of potential to be used a lot out of the bullpen. Um, Even other uh, returners like Ryan Watson and Ryan Horder, Horder, another guy who just switched numbers from, I think, 52 down to 12. Um, But I think that the bullpen, especially early on with these, you know, quote unquote, weaker opponents, that you're going to see a lot of these freshmen thrown into the fire. Let's put them out there for not the cleanest outings. I mean, you've got a guy on first and second. Throw in a freshman, see how he acts. And, and you know, that I think that's really how you're going to see how these guys perform. And this coaching staff is, is gonna, again, they're going to put them in the best position to perform at their best and help this team as best they can. And, it's going to be fun to see that the first couple of games. I think some uh, newcomers, uh, some names to watch um, in the bullpen will be um, if Garrett Wade does not get that Sunday start, I certainly think Garrett Wade will be a huge name to watch. But also a few names that have impressed me um, just in the fall ball and the few practices I've watched this spring um, are Will Morrison out of Coleman, um, number uh, 33. I think he is going to be um, the real deal. You know who uh, else came out of Coleman, right? Keegan Thompson. Exactly. Um, you're testing me, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm nailing it. Because <laughs> you're uh, always right all the time, correct? That's right. 57% of the time, I'm right every time. But um, also, I'm hoping that Brooks Fuller out of Auburn High School, um, Carson Skipper out of Hewitt Trustville High School, and uh, Bailey Horn are three names that I think are huge question marks. But if one or two or if maybe all three of those guys can step up and make an impact um, on this season, I think Auburn could go a very long ways. So, but that's enough talking about talking about the arms let's talk about um let's talk about the bats um and talk about the guys in the field uh backing up the the pitching um we've got clear um returning uh starters really only at a few positions um shortstop obviously all american uh will holland will be um manning the uh the shortstop position and then, really, from there, um, there's a ton of question marks. I mean, I expect to see Stephen Williams in right field um, for probably the first series um, again um, back out there. And I, I'm expecting to see Judd Ward in left field. And then a position that we didn't see him play a lot last year 
Um, but he's played mostly the uh, there in this uh, the spring, the fall, and the spring will be Connor Davis uh, manning first base. So that's really the only uh, the only returning starters um, that we have this year, position wise. Um, but buddy, am I excited about the newcomers? Um, <laughs> oh, I know you are. And really, two in particular um, will be center fielder Kaysen Howell. Um, he's out of Argyle, Texas. The kid is a stud. Um, I mean, just watching him, he's he's fluid out there in center field, and he's also ripping it up at the plate. Um, and I, I'm excited about him. But let me tell you, Judd Ward, I am I'm sorry. But you no longer have the top position as my favorite player. <laughs> Mr. Ryan Bliss, our second baseman this season, is going to take over that position. Um, let me tell you, this kid has lit it up in fall ball and spring practice. And I am super excited to see Ryan play um, in real life games um, and I know you are as well. Um, he just um, coming from not far away, LaGrange, Georgia, out of Troop County High School. Um, he's the real deal. But um, And then let me get off my soapbox here um, and advance on to third base. I'm thinking we will see either Edward Julian, which – he was DH most of last year, but they have been trying him a lot at third base. Or Rankin Woley, who is a JUCO transfer that actually started at LSU. So he's clearly um, got the SEC talent. And I'll tell you, I was watching batting practice yesterday, and I really don't know if I've ever seen a better round of batting practice than I had seen from Rankin Woley. Um, the kid can absolutely destroy the ball. Well, and, you've got me excited talking about these guys. I, I have heard a lot of good things about Ryan Bliss. Um, I think he's going to be a great second baseman, and hopefully he and Will Holland have that connection and that relationship that you need at that position. And <clears throat> Everybody knows that Will Holland is going to be the star on this team as a – top projected draft pick. I mean, there's a chance that Auburn could have back-to-back number one picks in the MLB draft, according to some of the preseason hype and, and way too early mock drafts. Um, but I, I'm really curious to see how third base plays out. Yeah. Auburn has kind of been feast or famine at that position. And, you know, especially last year, Josh Anthony was a stud at times, but then he wasn't. And it's been really the Achilles heel for Auburn much of the last couple of years, uh, as long as I've been paying a whole lot of attention to this team. And, and I, I hope you're right that Rankin Woolley has the, the LSU talent and can, can come right in and play that position quite well. Cause, cause Auburn's really going to need it. Yeah. I, I 100% agree that that is the, probably the biggest question mark position, but I'll, um, I'll go ahead and tell you, but we don't have to just depend on one or two guys. Um, I'll tell you, Devin Warner and Troy Bearden 
um, are two names that are fresh incoming freshmen um, to take a uh, take a look at and keep an eye on. Uh, both of these guys, six two, six three frames, um, probably 220, 230 pounds, big, big, big guys. Um, and they can destroy the baseball. Um, Troy, uh, Troy had a, a major blast in practice yesterday. And Devin, I've seen, um, he hit multiple blasts in fall ball. So both of those are two names to keep an eye on as well. But um, I think that pretty much covers um, our position players. Um, other than, don't let me forget, uh, catcher is a huge um, replacement as well, having to replace Brett Wright, who was the four or five hole in our lineup usually. Um, he he will be uh, most likely replaced by a guy named, a JUCO transfer named Matt Scheffler. Um, Scheffler, um, I'm trying to put this in a nice way for Brett. Um, Scheffler is not the same body type as Brett Wright. Um, Scheffler, Scheffler is a speedy catcher, um, which is so rare to see nowadays. Um, and this is not to take away from Brett, um, Brett speedy, Wright, But, um, Scheffler, I'm expecting to be a eight hole or nine hole guy in the lineup. And I'm hoping that he can get on base and steal a lot of bases for the leadoff guys. Um, so that'll be a, a fun to see how he does and performs behind the plate as well. But I think that pretty much um, we've talked about pretty much all the 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 main cogs um, in the lineup. And I think now it's time to make some predictions. Oh boy! Um, so I'll go first. Um, with one um, blazing hot take Uh-oh. that I'll make. You know, you know you love my hot takes, Clint. Oh, I'm scared. But God forgive us. But from Chandler has sinned. <laughs> I really think that um, Tanner Burns will have a better season this year than he did last year, and I think he because he's not eligible for this year's draft, I think he will be a top, I'm going to say top five name in the MLB, the 20, I guess it's the 2020 MLB draft. That's a, that's a good prediction. So, so you don't think you're going to see a sophomore slump out of the new number 32. I I do not. Um, he He has his head on straight and I think he's ready to fully attack this season. Uh, I think that, you know, I don't like predictions and everybody who listens to these shows knows that, but I think my super wild, bold prediction is that newcomers, fresh faces and true freshmen will lead this team throughout 2019. I I would agree with that. Um, Super wild. I know. Yeah. I mean, but that, that is a, it's a good point to make because I mean, so many people have heard of Will Holland, Stephen Williams, Edward Julian, Tanner Burns, Cody Greenhill, but they haven't heard of these incoming freshmen. And from what I've seen in practice, I think these freshmen are uber talented. And I I fully expect them to take a leading role on this team, like you said. Um, 
but I think that about does it for um, the the preseason episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Unless Clint, do you have anything else? I'm just super excited to to get back to the diamond and, and hope it's another good year at Plainsman Park. That's right. Um, we are recording this on January 28th, so it's 18 days until Auburn baseball, and I'm looking forward to being out there and seeing um, all of our listeners out there as well. So um, I think that'll do it for this time, but um, until next time, War Eagle Auburn fans. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?